Concept 32.1 Feedback control maintains the internal environment in many animals. For animals, as well as other multicellular organisms, having many cells facilitates specialization. For example, a hard outer covering can protect against predators, and large muscles can enable rapid escape. In a multicellular body, the immediate environment of most cells in the, is the internal body fluid. Control systems that regulate the composition of this solution allow the animal to maintain a relatively stable internal environment, even if the external environment is variable. To understand how all these control systems operate, we first need to explore the layers of organization that characterize animal bodies. Hierarchical organization of animal bodies. Cells form a working animal body through their emergent properties, which arise from successive levels of structural and functional organization. Cells are organized into tissues, groups of cells with similar, with similar appearance and a common function. Different types of tissues are further organized into functional units called organs. The simplest animals, such as sponges, lack organs, or even true tissues. Groups of organs that work together provide an additional level of organization and coordination and make up an organ system, table 32.1. Thus, for example, the skin is an organ of the intergumetary system, which protects against infection and helps regulate body temperature. Many organs contain tissues that are distinct with distinct physiological roles. In some cases, the roles are different enough that we consider the organs to belong to more than one organ system. The pancreas, for example, produces enzymes critical to the function of the digestive system and also regulates the level of sugar in the blood as a vital part of the endocrine system. Just as viewing the body's organization from the bottom up, from cells to organ systems reveals emergent properties. A top-down view of the hierarchy reveals the multi-layered basis of specialization. Consider the human digestive system. The mouse, the mouth, pharynx, esophagus, stomach, small and large intestines, accessory organs, and anus. Each organ has specific roles in digestion. One function of the stomach, for example, is to initiate the breakdown of proteins. This process requires a churning motion powered by stomach muscles, as well as digestive juices. In turn, that producing digestive juices, in turn, requires highly specialized cell types. One cell type secretes a protein-digesting enzyme, a second generates hydrochloric acid, and a third produces mucus, which protects the stomach lining. The specialized and complex organ systems of animals are built from a limited set of cell and tissue types. For example, lungs and blood vessels have different functions, but are lined by tissues that are of the same basic type and that therefore share many properties. Animal tissues are commonly grouped into four main types. Epithelial, connective, muscle, and nervous. Figure 32.2. In later chapters, we'll provide examples of how these tissue types contribute to the specific functions of the organ systems that are summarized in Table 32.1. Regulating and conforming. Many organ systems play a role in managing an animal's internal environment, a task that can present a major challenge. Imagine if your body temperature soared every time you took a hot shower or drank a freshly brewed cup of coffee. 
Faced with environmental fluctuations, animals manage their internal environment by either regulating or conforming. Figure 32.3. An animal is a regulator for an environmental variable if it uses internal mechanisms to control internal change in the face of external fluctuations. The otter, in figure 32.3, is a regulator for temperature, keeping its body at a temperature that is largely independent of, what, uh, of that of the water in which it swims. In contrast, an animal is a conformer for, particular, for a particular variable if it allows its internal condition to change in accordance with external changes. The bass, in figure 32.3, conforms to the temperature of the lake it inhabits. As water warms or cools, so does the bass's body. Notice that an animal may regulate some environmental conditions while allowing others to conform to the environment. For example, even when the bass conforms to the temperature of the surrounding Water it regulates the solute concentration in its body, an interstitial fluid, the fluid that surrounds body cells. Homeostasis, the steady body temperature of a river otter, the stable concentration of solutes in the freshwater bass, are examples of homeostasis, which means steady state, referring to the maintenance of internal balance. In achieving homeostasis, animals maintain a relatively constant internal environment, even when the external environment changes significantly. Many animal animals exhibit homeostasis for a range of physical and chemical properties. For example, humans maintain a fairly constant body temperature of about 37.37 degrees Celsius, 98.6 degrees Fahrenheit, a blood pH within 0.1 pH unit of 7.4, and a blood glucose concentration that is predominantly in the range of 70 to 110 milligrams per 100 milliliters of blood. Before exploring the homeostasis in animals, let's first consider a non-living example, the regulation of room temperature, figure 32.4. Let's assume you want to keep a room at 20 degrees Celsius, 68 degrees Fahrenheit, a, comfort a comfortable temperature for most normal activity. You adjust a control device, the thermostat, to 20 degrees Celsius and allow the room temperature and allow the thermometer and the, and the thermostat to monitor temperature. If the room temperature falls below 20 degrees Celsius, the thermostat returns by responds by turning on a radiator, furnace, or other heater. Heat is produced until the room reaches 20 degrees Celsius, at which point the thermostat switches off the heater. When the temperature in the room again drifts below 20 degrees Celsius, the thermostat activates another heating cycle. In a home heating system, an animal achieves homeostasis by maintaining a variable, such as body temperature or solute concentration, at or near a particular value or set point. Fluctuations in the variable above and below the set point serve as the stimulus detected by a receptor or sensor. Upon receiving a signal from the sensor, a control center generates output that triggers a response, a physiological activity that helps return the variable to the set point. Just as the regulatory circle shown in figure 32.4, or homeostasis, in animals, relies largely on negative feedback, a control mechanism that reduces or damps the stimulus. For example, when you exercise vigorously, you produce heat, which increases your body temperature. Your nervous system detects this increase and triggers sweating, 
If you sweat, the evaporation of moisture from your skin cools your body, helping return your body temperature to its set point. Homeostasis moderates, but doesn't eliminate changes in the internal environment. Additional fluctuation occurs if a variable has a normal range, an upper and lower limit, rather than a set point. This is equivalent to the heating system, which begins producing heat when the temperature drops to 19 degrees Celsius and stops heating whenever the temperature reaches 21 degrees Celsius. Although the set points and normal ranges for homeostasis are, rel are usually stable, some regulated changes in the internal environment are essential. Some of these changes are associated with a particular stage in life, such as the radical shift in hormone balance during puberty. Others are cyclic, such as the monthly variation in hormone levels responsible for a woman's menstrual cycle. See figure 36.13. Thermogulation. A closer look. As a physiological example of homeostasis, we'll examine thermogulation. Thermoregulation, the process by which animals maintain an internal temperature within a normal range. Body temperatures below or above an animal's normal range can reduce the efficiency of enzymatic reactions, alter the fluidity of cellular membranes, and affect other temperature-sensitive biochemical processes, potentially with fatal results. Endothermy and ectothermy Heat for thermoregulation can come from either internal metabolism or the external environment. Humans and other mammals, as well as birds, are endothermic, meaning that they are warmed mostly by heat generated by metabolism. In contrast, amphibians and many fishes and non-avian reptiles and most invertebrates are ectothermic, meaning that they gain most of their heat from external sources. Endotherms can maintain a stable body temperature even in the face of large fluctuations in the environmental temperature. In a cold environment, an endotherm generates enough heat to keep its body substantially warmer than its surroundings. Figure 32.5a. In a hot environment, endothermic vertebrates have mechanisms for cooling their bodies, enabling them to withstand heat loads that are intolerable for most ectotherms. Although ectotherms do not generate enough heat for thermoregulation, many adjust body temperature by behavioral means, such as seeking out shade or basking in sun, figure 32.5b. Because their heat source is largely environmental, ectotherms generally need to consume much less food than endotherms of equivalent size, an advantage if food supplies are limited. Overall, ectothermy is an effective and successful strategy in most environments, as shown by the abundance and diversity of ectothermic animals. Note, however, that endothermy and ectothermy are not mutually exclusive. For example, a bird is mainly endothermic, but it may warm itself in the sun on a cold morning, much as an ectothermic lizard does. <sighs> Balancing heat loss and gain. Thermoregulation depends on an animal's ability to control the exchange of heat with its environment. An organism, like any object, exchanges heat by four physical processes. These processes, radiation, evaporation, convection, and conduction, account for the flow of heat both within an organism and between an organism and its external environment. Figure 32.6. Note that heat is always transferred from an object of higher temperature to one of lower temperature. 
Numerous adaptions that enhance thermoregulation have evolved in animals. Mammals and birds, for example, have insulation that reduces the flow of heat between an animal's body and its environment. Such insulation may include hair or feathers, as well as layers of fat formed by adipose tissue, such as a whale's thick blubber. In response to cold, most land mammals and birds raise their fur or feathers. This action traps a thicker layer of air, thereby increasing the insulating power of fur or feathers. Humans, lacking fur or feather layer, must rely primarily on fat for insulation. However, we still get goosebumps, a vestige of hair raising inherited from our furry ancestors. Circulatory Adaptions for Thermoregulation Circulatory systems provide a major route for heat flow between the interior and exterior of the body. Adaptions that regulate the extent of blood flow near the body surface or that trap heat within the body core play a significant role in thermoregulation. In response to changes in the temperature of their surroundings, many animals alter the amount of blood, and hence heat, flowing between their body core and their skin. Nerve signals that relax the muscles of the vessel walls result in vasodilation, a widening of superficial blood cells, those near the body surface. As a consequence in the increase of vessel diameter, blood flow in the skin increases. In endotherms, vasodilation usually warms the skin and increases the transfer of body heat to the environment by radiation, conduction, and convection. See figure 32.6. The reverse process process vasoconstriction reduces blood flow and heat transfer by decreasing the diameter of superficial vessels. In many birds and mammals, reducing heat loss from the body relies on countercurrent exchange, the transfer of heat, or solutes, between fluids that are flowing in opposite directions. In a countercurrent heat exchange, arteries and veins are located adjacent to each other, figure 32.7. The warm blood moves from the body core to the arteries. It transfers heat to the colder blood, returning from the extremities and the veins. Because blood flows through the arteries and veins in opposite directions, heat is transferred along the entire length of the exchanger, maximizing the rate of heat exchange. Acclimatization and thermoregulation. Acclimatization, a physical... A physiological adjustment to environmental changes contributes to thermoregulation in many animal species. In birds and mammals, acclimatization to seasonal temperature changes often includes adjusting insulation, growing a thicker coat of fur in the winter, and shredding it in the summer, for example. These changes help endotherms keep a constant body temperature year-round. Acclimatization in ectotherms often includes adjustments at the cellular level. Cells may produce variants of enzymes that have the same function, but different optimal temperatures. Also, the proportions of saturated and unsaturated lipids in membranes may change. Unsaturated lipids help keep membranes fluid at lower temperatures. See figure 5.5. Some ectotherms that experience sub-zero body temperatures produce antifreeze proteins that prevent ice formation in their cells. In the Arctic and Southern Antarctic Oceans, these compounds enable certain fishes to survive in water as cold as negative 2 degrees Celsius, 28 degrees Fahrenheit, below the freezing point of unprotected body fluids, about negative 1 degrees Celsius, or 30 degrees Fahrenheit. The regulation of body temperature in humans and other mammals is based on feedback mechanisms. The sensors for thermoregulation are 
concentrated in a brain group called the hypothalamus. When within the hypothalamus, a group of nerve cells function as a thermostat, responding to body temperatures outside a normal range by activating mechanisms that promote heat loss or gain. Figure 32.8. Worm receptors signal the hypothalamic thermostat when body temperature increases, and cold receptors signal when it decreases. At body temperatures below the normal range, the thermostat inhi inhibits heat loss mechanisms while activating mechanisms that either save heat, including vasoconstriction of vessels in the skin, or generate heat, such as shivering. In response to ele elevated body temperature, the thermostat shuts down heat retention mechanisms and promotes cooling of the body by vasodilation of vessels in the skin, sweating, or panting. In the course of certain bacterial and viral infections, mammals and birds develop fever and elevated body temperature. Many experiments have shown that fever reflects an increase in the biological ter thermostat's set point. For example, artificially raising the temperature of the hypothalamus in an infected animal reduces fever in the rest of the body. Although only endotherms develop fever, lizards exhibit a related response. When infected with certain bacteria, the desert iguana, Thiposaur dorsalis, seeks a warmer environment and then maintains a body temperature that is elevated by 2 to 4 degrees Celsius, 4 to 7 degrees Fahrenheit. Similar observations in fishes, amphibians, and even cockroaches indicate that raising body temperature in this way in response to infection is a common feature of many animal species.